0: Damn it, I have to go and rebuild this whole thing.
1: (laughs) Welcome to the React Native Nerds Podcast. I'm Spencer. And I'm John. Join us as we dive into topics you need to know about to become a better developer. Hey, welcome to episode number nine of React Native Nerds Podcast. I am Jonathan Wheat, and joining me is Spencer Carley. How's it going, John? Pretty good. It's hot up here. How is it down there? Ugh. It's, it's been hot.
0: We got hit by a thunderstorm yesterday and that cooled it off a ton. So it's been like, you know, bearable outside.
1: Mm, I'm getting used to the heat up here. Trying not to complain because it's going kind to of get hot <laughs> after I move.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was down in Georgia this past week and then, oh man, it was, I lived in the South for what, two, three years now, but Georgia was next level. That was, it was hot.
1: Were you uh, down there hiking?
0: Well, that was the plan. We've, we've been cooped up as everyone has for the last few months. And typically we do all of our traveling at the beginning of the year in the spring, kind of the shoulder season before school gets out and all that. didn't get to do any of that. So we're like, screw it. We're going to go a couple hours away, do some hiking in Georgia, middle of July, probably the hottest week it's been all year. And then on the way out the door, my girlfriend goes and breaks her toe. So oh. we just drive down there and then like <laughs> sit in this like tiny, 150 square foot tiny house 150 square foot there, it was it was so tiny
1: yeah isn't that like a cabin i mean does that classify as a cabin i don't That's know a legit tiny house
0: yeah it was like you had four feet spe- four feet of living space two feet of <laughs> uh kitchen slash bathroom and then above that was the full-size bed and the full-size bed took up like width wise not length wise took up half of the entire space so it was it was tight quarters for two full-grown people and a a 40 pound dog
1: oh my gosh you took your dog too yeah so it was
0: but it it was good it was nice to get out we just got to drive around and all that so it was good
1: nice did you keep her on ice was she like ice on her foot the whole time or
0: no i mean she did whenever we were driving and i guess we you know in the course of a 30-hour trip we spent like 13 hours driving around so whenever we were driving she was icing it so i think she iced it
1: pretty well that's good she's doing better now
0: yeah swelling's down she, she went out with on a walk with us with the dog so i think she'll be good. good it might not be broken she might just lose a toenail that kind of stuff
1: oh either way that's rough yeah no foot pain is foot pain is tough yeah
0: it's like it's the thing you can't escape from
1: before we go any further, I just want to say that um, I just looked, and we have 1,199 downloads. Ooh. So come on, we need one more to get to 1,200 people. But just, awesome. just really wanted to take a quick second to thank everybody that's actually listening to us ramble. And uh, <laughs> I really appreciate you, know, you guys listening. We're hosting with Podbean. I can't tell if, if y'all are actually subscribing or just downloading. The numbers are fairly consistent episode to episode and um so it's just great to see that uh people are actually listening to us y'all are crazy yeah absolutely thanks see, so I'm, much for, i'm getting my southern yeah. accent going <laughs>
0: yeah thanks so much everyone for joining us on these episodes and as we say at the end of every episode if you've got anything you want, want us to talk about hit us up on twitter rn nerds and uh yeah we'll get back to you and add it to our show queue
1: yeah totally or hit uh, reactnativenerds.com and throw a comment and tie it right to an episode. So that's awesome. Yeah, so thanks a lot everybody.
0: So today we'll be covering push notifications, kind of the what goes into thinking about what provider do you choose to actually send your push notifications, then some strategies and how you'll use them um, and some considerations that go along with that and actually how you go and do the implementation of push notifications. So yeah. with that, What's uh, new in the news department?
1: Well, React Native 063 is out. So y'all can stay tuned because we're gonna cover that in uh, an episode or two. We have um, a special episode coming up after this one, so uh, maybe in two episodes we'll cover 063. Kinda like we did in 062, what you need to know and uh, whether you should spend the time to upgrade or not. In weird phone news, Um, LG is set to release a rollable phone next year. (laughs) Now this is probably not something we as app developers need to worry about. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, when, when the larger iPhones came out, we all have to worry about that ear and you know, that weird section down at the bottom where you can't really throw much content. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't know what what a rollable phone is going to be. I don't know if it's just a prototype. I don't know if it's just like this sexy, ooh, look what LG thing is doing. Right. But you basically, and I'm gonna quote, a flexible OLED screen that could be unfurled like a scroll. Um, <laughs> so other than the quick 10 second, wow, that's really cool. Like how are you gonna carry this thing around?
0: Yeah. You're not gonna roll well, we all- it
1: like a newspaper and put it in your back pocket, right?
0: Yeah, I guess. Will it be like, will it bring um, uh, pocket protectors back in style? Will they all start carrying (laughs) our phone next to a pen in our our front pocket?
1: Yeah, maybe. Or maybe it'll be, you know, the digital pen. (laughs) Yeah, totally. But I mean, like for real, like we're all going to be these. Oh, man. Royalty. What do they call them when they walk in and they they blow their horn and then they unfurl the scroll and they read oh a page? Are they pages?
0: Yeah, that sounds right. Maybe.
1: I don't know. Somebody correct me. Then we know at least <laughs> somebody's really listening and not the bots. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's it's kind of weird. And then I also saw that um, they there were some photos leaked of a foldable phone. Um, and maybe this is all the same. This one that I saw did not unfurl like a scroll. Um, but it did actually fold closed kind of like a clamshell phone but when you opened it it looked like a solid screen so that's kind of interesting i don't know how they're doing this i don't know that i like it
0: yeah but i might
1: (laughs) i might like it i mean i'm an apple guy so i probably won't own one unless
0: until apple invents it in
1: three years right yes and calls it original
0: (laughs) (laughs) right exactly
1: (laughs) i love apple but i mean you know yeah so uh yeah so so keep your eyes out because this could be kind of interesting Um, I'm sure they have patents on this stuff, and if it isn't the phone that goes crazy, I think the technology could lend itself to some pretty neat applications, Mm -hmm. if it's not just a phone. I mean, there could be really cool curved displays and things in, I don't know, in anything really. So I don't know, keep your eyes off for that. And in personal news, I was playing around with VS Code themes, fonts, and icons. (laughs) And <laughs> make
0: it what two episodes?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I I tried out Night Owl again, and um, it wasn't working for me. I found one called Spotify, a theme called Spotify, and it's it's green just like you would think, and that was cool for a little bit. But there were some colors that were just off, and I don't know. I mean, I probably could have gone and tweaked it, but I landed on EPS, E P P Z exclamation point, and apparently it's the C sharp theme for Unity. Somebody ported it over, and Mm. I kind of dig it. Um, So I have that running, and then I'm using Fira Code or Fira Code, however you want to pronounce that. And then I tried a couple different icon sets, um, and I just landed on VS Code Great Icons. It seems like there's an endless supply of these, and it's not that I have an endless supply of files with random file extensions on them but it just seemed to have something for every file that i had so nice. and they look kind of nice but i tried uh monokai pro icons okay. and uh those were those were nice for a little while mm. so anyway yeah i just wanted to let you all know that i was playing around with my <laughs> vs code themes again so oh, yeah man. yep so if you want to download those i'll have links in the show notes later yeah, if you want to see what I've been checking out.
0: Very cool. Yeah, I guess in, in things that we can't stop tinkering with, I've been messing around with uh, React Native School. I'm trying to um, kind of streamline the student process. It's it's rough, rough around the edges, so I've been trying to improve that and kind of just make it a really clear, concise, and super high-value student experience. So you find everything you need as fast as possible. Um, and something I'm trying to do in my different projects is I want to cool give them cool like code names so I've started to name this whole React Native School version 3 as I'm coming to think of it as Operation Winnebago so that's what what I what I've been working on this last week is starting to plan out this project nice what platform are you using I forget so I use to actually host all like the private content that's all on teachable and okay. then reactnativeschool.com which kind of drives all that content behind the scenes uh i've built that site with gatsby
1: okay and that's what your re that's your operation winnebago yeah okay or how do you say it
0: winnebago i don't know i thought okay. i named it after the um the rv brand
1: <laughs> okay that's cool i'm from upstate new york and uh i we called it a winnebago but who knows okay. man yeah i don't know hey
0: i I'm from Michigan, and I'm constantly called out for my accent, so I just okay. say everything wrong.
1: All right. well, that's cool. So um, like all the the sort of funnel-y kind of stuff and market-y and start to
0: finish, I'm hoping to just like streamline it and make it just better because it's, it's rough. and like as I'm going through it, I'm realizing, good God, I've made a lot of typos. and just fixing a lot of typos <sighs> to make it slightly um, intelligible.
1: Are you going to keep that in Gatsby then? Um,
0: yeah, I think so. Uh, especially since like I've got a lot of back-end processes that kind of feed off the site. I don't want to risk breaking them because who writes tests in their side projects? So everything's just kind of like a, a house of cards at this point.
1: Let's be real. Who writes tests for their production product? I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's true. That's I know true. I know people do. <laughs> I know people do. Yeah, I'm yeah. just not there yet. Yeah, and speaking of um, what other people do, I have dipped my toe into TypeScript believe it or not, yes. Ooh, um, I think I heard a couple listeners fall over. Yeah, <laughs> I, I watched a few TypeScript videos, um, tutorials. I installed Ignite and started attempting to play around with that because like we, we talked about before, Ignite is a starter kit, React Native starter kit type thing and it's all in TypeScript. So yeah, I'm coming around people, I'm coming around. Yeah.
0: I'll be i'll be two years behind
1: that's all right i'll explain it to you then, <laughs> right, I, cool. then I can be the expert yeah perfect <laughs> hell is freezing over john knows more than spencer oh <laughs> uh,
0: yeah there you go that's perfect cool well let's dive into these push notifications uh what's right. your experience with notifications like
1: well unlike everything else we've talked about i've actually used these um, <laughs> i've used them at length and i've tried a bunch of different things you know to start off Quick overview. A lot of listeners probably know I have, I used to have, conference management system that had an app for attendees, and we would use push notifications to basically communicate with the attendees. If a session moved, if uh, something changed, if a room is closed, if there's anything bad, you know, they would they would sort of push out these notifications to users. They'd pop up, and all the attendees would know. They would also use them for raffles, announcing you know, winners from the exhibit hall, that sort of stuff. So really communication slash informational slash announcements-y things. There's, I don't know, maybe four different types of notifications if you wanna sort of lump them into a little bulleted list. Uh, there's like a prompt for user action. Uh, I mean, if you are if you have push set up for just about any app, if you ignore that app for a day or so, <laughs> you know, you'll, you'll get something. Um, Reddit is famous for this. Um, you know, Reddit will, will be like, hey, this is what's happening and sort of draw you back into the app. And um, so that's really prompting for user action. You can have push notifications that are tied to a calendar. So time related, kind of like a reminder or a milestone type thing. And a lot of project management apps will have this. Toggle has this This is a big timer sort of app. They also do a lot of notifications in the browser if you have their desktop app installed. I guess those are desktop notifications, not browser notifications. And they're always pop up, don't forget to track your time, don't forget to track your time. Or if you happen to leave it running and you walk away for a long time, say overnight, (laughs) they'll shoot you a push one to remind you that your timer is running. And they also send you a nice little email to that effect as well. So there's there's time-based sort of push notifications There's application event, Um, I guess this is more like the Reddit where somebody's posted something or Facebook, you know, one of your friends posts or family members post something and they're trying to let you know so you can go check it out. And then there's just informational, which is really typically how I would use it for my app where you're letting somebody know that a a particular conference session has been moved or somebody won a prize. There are actually restrictions, I don't know how well they're enforced, but um, I don't think you're supposed to go overboard with marketing type push notifications. And mm. have you heard have you heard restrictions around those at all?
0: No, I haven't. I that's good to know because I okay. have no idea. I mean, compared to some apps, I don't. I barely send any push notifications. But
1: so you you don't know you don't use them then?
0: No, I mean, I use them, but I don't know the rules. Like it's it's such base level usage of push notifications from from what I do that. I'm like, I I can't be breaking any rules compared to like Gmail or Facebook or Twitter. Like, if they're doing it, I'm fine sending like one notification (laughs) a day.
1: I agree with that. So, what's interesting with um, how I've implemented it is because I've built this conference management system, uh, it's a web application. The conference admins can actually go in through this web app and fill out a form I've built and use that to push the notifications. So they don't need to log into, you know, Firebase or OneSignal and, you know, push from their consoles. I actually have written an interface for them to do that. And then it just keeps those notifications tied in with all of the other conference management functionality.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, like, thinking about that, the way push notifications actually work behind the scenes is, again, since React Native, we're writing Native apps, we're just using a common language for it is on iOS side, we've got what's called the Apple Push Notification Service. And this is their communication service between an individual device and then Apple's servers. And then however you're sending a push notification, you need to register and set up all the stuff with Apple Push Notification Services. And then you communicate through that. And then that actually distributes it down to your target devices. Likewise, on the Android side, you've got what's called Uh, firebase cloud messaging and that does the exact same thing minus half a dozen hoops you have to jump through
1: it's (laughs) a true story
0: (laughs) yeah it's it's so easy to set them up on android but basically you're sending your notification of firebase cloud messaging and then that will go ahead and distribute it down you can write those interfaces yourself apple documents how to use apns apns which is the apple push notification service likewise fcm is the same thing. It's a pain to do that though. I did it once when I first started mobile development and I would never suggest anyone ever do that because there's a lot of providers out there that do push notifications and handle all these weird little edge cases that you never wanna think about. So I would highly, highly, highly suggest, don't try to save a couple bucks. You'll end up spending tons and tons of money by trying to write this all on your own. Uh, There's a lot of great providers that we'll talk about throughout this episode to actually go and integrate with FCM and Apple push notification service. And then just like we're using React Native to write, use a common language to actually write a native iOS and Android app, you can use one common API to integrate with both of Apple's and Android's API to actually send push notifications.
1: Yep, and they are free. There are free ones. And the free tiers usually go up to, I don't know, 10,000 messages or something like that. So for me, Typically, a conference is five, six hundred people, and you might send three or four during a conference. So the free tier limits are great for smaller projects. And it's great because you can set it all up and then just play around and you're not going to send yourself 10,000 push notifications.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Like until you're really starting to get like a user base um, and especially when you're starting to do those application based event notifications, like it's going to it takes a lot to really hit those tier limits but like what is your push notification provider of choice at this point in time
1: i have used one signal um, i've used them from the beginning and i think it was because part of one of your tutorials walked me through that and it was fairly okay. straightforward to set up that actually does hook into firebase cloud messaging so you need to log into firebase and set up an app and then grab the api keys super simple i mean mm-hmm. could not be easier I was thinking when you were talking about setting stuff up with Apple push notifications versus Firebase cloud messaging. And if you use Fastlane, you can manage those push certificates very, very easily and the profiles and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, shameless plug for the future course. If only someone had a course on it. (laughs) I know, right? If only somebody had time to finish the course. (laughs) (laughs) So the the course he's talking about is fastlanecheatcodes.com. If you're listening to this, you can go sign up and uh, get a $50 discount. Trying to fit that into uh, some free time over here. But anyway, you can use uh, Fastlane to do that, and it will create those certs and provisioning profiles and do all that garbage for you and makes it super simple.
0: Yeah, OneSignal is a really good option since I think by default it's free and you only need to opt in to pay it if if you basically don't want them to take that anonymous user data. That they collect um, mm. and share. Mm-hmm. Or at least when I used it, that's the way it worked. Like you said, I I used to use OneSignal a lot. I've had I put a course out on using it uh, way back in the day, and it works really really well. They make it simple. Their documentation is really clear, and it just works. Uh, what I've been personally using lately is just Firebase Cloud Messaging directly because the app I'm working on primarily that uses push notifications. We already have a deep integration with Firebase for storing a bunch of data, for analytics, for messaging, all kinds of stuff. So it just made sense to use Firebase Cloud Messaging directly, and we do that through React Native Firebase. And the nice thing with Firebase Cloud Messaging through Firebase is not only does it work with Android because that is how Android gets push notifications, but it'll also go ahead and integrate with the Apple Push Notification service as well. So you can just have this one unified interface to go and send push notifications. I don't actually pay the bills for the Firebase account there, so I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure that Firebase Cloud Messaging is free, at least in the Spark plan or whatever it is that we're on. So okay, basically, but with Firebase Cloud Messaging, like the costs are, they're so low until you really start hitting a high volume that it's it doesn't really matter.
1: Yeah, I mean, unless you're you're building your own app for yourself and you're gonna be utilizing this and you don't have any revenue coming in. You know, if you're building apps for people, then you just roll that into the cost or the ongoing mm-hmm. cost, or you make that a variable cost or something like that. But if you're building an app on your own, you could probably finance it with ads. I hate to say it, or, <laughs> you know, something like that. If you get to that point, um, I don't know what the, the limit is That they start charging you so how do you what do you use to actually send them do you log into firebase is there an interface for that or did you guys build something
0: yeah so we built something as well um, through the admin interface that basically allows them to send the notifications to the specific client or what we've done through firebase is they have topics as well and topics are basically subgroups that a user can subscribe to and then you can say rather than having to track you know, 1500 device IDs to send them to, send this one notification to just this subset. You can use topics within Firebase Cloud Messaging to go ahead and just have someone subscribe to this topic and then we can just send it to that one topic and it'll distribute it to all of those users. So uh, with that, we've gone ahead and set up an admin interface to do all of that for us.
1: Nice, yeah. OneSignal does the same thing, they call them channels. Okay. I had actually slated this year to implement that so typically, if you go to a larger conference, they have different tracks. Um, I was going to have the ability for someone to sign up for different tracks for push notifications, mm. and then be able to send those out. So if there was a meet the meet the track leader or some sort of birds of a feather or you know meeting or something like that, then for a specific track, then you know they could push that out specifically for that. Anyone that had signed up for that. So that's right. cool. That's cool that you you can do that through Firebase as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so the two options we've talked about, OneSignal and Firebase Cloud Messaging, both of those, they do require some native modification through the installation. It's not much. It's pretty straightforward. Most of it is just setting up certificates and getting API keys. But there are some certificates and entitlements you need to set up, and those are going to affect your iOS and your Android directory. With that said, if you're an Expo user, unfortunately you can't use React Native Firebase or I think it's React Native One signal to actually set up your push notifications. Fortunately, Expo's got you covered. Expo has a push notification service built into their service. So the documentation on that one, as with everything Expo, is fantastic. So you'll just need to follow along with their documentation. But that's how you're going to have to do push notifications is through their uh, environment. Do you
1: know if there's a charge for that? I
0: don't think so. From what I can tell, Expo is 100% free, and I don't understand how or why because it's, it's so good.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll have to get somebody from there on. Yeah, definitely. And talk to them about that.
0: Yeah. So one final thing that I would think about when um, choosing a push notification provider, a primary thing, because really, if there's one that's been around for a while, it it's going to be good if it's been downloaded on npm like you, it's got a solid react native uh, package you're going to be fine all the these providers work really really well the big consideration is really going to be do you want to go free or do you want to go paid for your push notifications and the real driving factor behind that is privacy versus price so with firebase with OneSignal, you'll want to look through their policies that they're free tiers and basically and i'm pretty sure with OneSignal. They collect anonymous data, and then they use that to provide to um, advertisers and stuff. It's anonymous from your users, but that data is still being collected. And if that's very important to you or your user base, that's not going to work. So you'll want to go over to one of the paid providers or a paid plan that has different privacy information. If you want to go on the privacy front, one of the ways is the AWS or Amazon Web Services. They have something called the Simple Notification Service. It's a pain to set up and maybe it's gotten better since the 4 years ago that I set it up, but it's paid you own all of that data. Another one but this is starting to get to the expensive side is Urban Airship. I think this is like one of the original push notification providers.
1: Yes, I remember them.
0: Yeah, it's like I remember we looked at this one and we were really early stage and I thought, we're not we're not paying for this. So we tried to roll our own and that was a that was a mess.
1: But. Yeah, I remember them from Back when i did accelerator stuff so they've been around a while
0: yeah they have and as far as i know they've got a really solid uh, service they have a react native package all that stuff so if privacy is a very important thing uh, urban airship is a good one there's other ones out there i mean as with any industry there's tons and tons of providers so do your research figure out which ones work they're all going to work pretty much the same they're all going to work pretty well so it's whatever whatever's most important to you whichever companies values and policies align best with your business
1: Ah, uh, nobody cares about your data right right so spencer when are you going to create a new course about push notification
0: yeah so i did one a couple years ago and it was mostly focused on expo but this month this july of 2020 month i'll be releasing a push notification class within react native School, so include in the react native school subscription covering setting up push notifications with react native firebase so we'll cover all the Hoops, you got to jump through through Apple, then we're comparing and contrast that with how easy it is on Android. And then just a few different strategies <laughs> on sending them to a global group of users or segmenting down to single topics or even segmenting it down to just a single device and where to get that data, store that data, and basically just how to set up your whole push notification
1: environment. Excellent. Can't wait for that one. Yeah, it should be a good one. It's
0: been it's been fun. It's always interesting putting these courses together because they're always based on things that I'm doing day to day. But when I'm doing it day to day, it's just like, okay, I need to get this done. But when I put these classes together, I really get to go into research mode and learn a bit more about the intricacies or the considerations you should really take to make sure everything, all the, all the dots are connected between the different services and make sure that push notica- notifications show up in all these different edge cases. So those are all things that we'll cover.
1: And then you figure out and realize everything you did wrong when you implemented it the first time, right?
0: Every single time. Every time. It's like, <laughs> damn it, I have to go and rebuild this whole thing. Uh,
1: but that, that's the bumper just... for the beginning of the show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, that's great. That's cool. Well, yeah. it sounds like we both have some uh, screen recording to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Always. Well, good. If anybody has any questions or needs any clarification on push notifications, you know, feel free to hit us up. Yeah, R-N-nerds definitely. nerds on Twitter. Do it. Do it. I dare you. No, don't do it. Yeah. Yeah, give us some love on Twitter, people.
0: Yeah, definitely. It can be a fun social network if, if you're around fun people.
1: We'll turn it into something like that. Right yeah, now, all exactly. All I'm doing is letting you all know when new episodes come out. So <laughs> hit us back. I definitely. dare you. Do it. All right, man. We'll take it easy. Yeah, you too.
0: Thank you everyone for listening. I uh, hope you found some value. And yeah, if you got any questions, let us See you guys. See ya.
1: Thank you for listening. You can get show notes and leave comments at reactnativenerds.com.